Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Lou Ann Anderson. Appreciate your being here with us today. And I am joined by several of my favorite people to bring on and discuss issues of the day with you. Today, I've got my buddy, Lynn Woolley, who you all know is host of Cardinal and Woolley on Talk Radio 1370 AM down in Austin. He and Jim Cardle are heard 7 to 9 AM Monday through Friday. In addition to Lynn, we've got Mac Latimer here with us. He is our Bell County Republican Party chairman. And so I know he's going to be able to share some great insight with us. And additionally, we've got Jeff Howard, who is our Republican Party election um, director for Bell County. And so he has been busy, busy, busy here these last few weeks getting us ready as early voting is getting ready to start. What in just a few days on October 24th. So, Jeff, I don't know, you want to take the lead with it here and tell us what all you've been doing and getting ready for the election? Thank you, Lan. Appreciate it. Um, the past few weeks have been really, really busy. We've uh, we managed to finish up the last day today of six different training sessions for election judges. Uh, not just Republican judges, but Democratic judges. Uh, Sorry, that was one of the reindeer that yeah. nabbed a little early for Christmas. I had to duck for that one as he went by. <laughs> but uh, no, we just finished up six training sessions for uh, Democrat and Republican uh, judges. Uh, we worked in coordination with the election administrator, our new one, Dr. Desi Roberts, who's actually been doing a fantastic job. And uh, we put out a survey and said, this is what we need to do for our elections. We need to train everybody to the same standard. And he agreed with that. So we sent out a survey and got the survey back from previous judges on certain items that needed to be trained on and reinforced. Uh, We got that. We put a training plan together, and we all sat down and agreed upon it. We identified trainers from both parties. And then we set up training over at uh, what they call the tank in Belton, one of the election sites over there. And it's been set up for what now four weeks and we've been doing it on wednesdays and saturdays and we finally got the last group through we did close i'm going to say 120 to 130 judges and clerks and some of the judges brought their clerks over to to refamiliarize and uh, now we're all on the same sheet of music and we're going to go forward from there there's been a lot of changes really positive changes uh, that comes to election security you know, uh, we've got situations in place right now where instead of taking the USB out of the DS200 machine, which is the vote counting machine, and when you go to turn it in, the judges, uh, we would just stick it in our pocket. 
And that DS200, that is a machine that is manufactured by which company? It's not Dominion, isn't it? it ES&S? No, ES&S. ES&S. That's an ES&S equipment. Okay. It's not Dominion. Um, we were carrying those, uh, those USBs. Uh, and all the other equipment in in our pockets. Now we have uh, a separate pouch form, and it has a numbered, it has a numbered uh, tag on it that's signed for. We sign for them, we lock them up, we take them in, and the elections administrators they sign for them when they return them. Same thing with the ballot boxes; those things will now be signed for. They were never signed for before, so there's a strict chain of custody on everything that has to do with ballots now. So it's really come together very, very well. And uh, we're going to see what happens with this election. And uh, I think we're going we're gonna to greatly benefit from everything we've done. Jeff, it sounds like that in Bell County, you're working very hard toward election integrity. And I'm wondering what your thought is on a national basis from what you read in the news and what you see, what you know of the two parties. Can we trust the results of the midterm election nationally? I honestly think we can because I think there were some serious lessons learned during the uh, 2020 election. And I believe that these Republican legislators uh, have gotten together and taken a look um, and then down to the state parties. Now, the RPT has got a huge effort out that will be coming up during election. They will have uh, attorneys standing by in case there's anything that's, you know, uh, looks a little bit different or untoward. Uh, they've been out training poll workers. Uh, that's something we've done also here in Bell County uh, with a little help from the RPT. But we've had a training session with uh, a little over 50, a little over 50 poll watchers. And we're now putting together a, a plan for them to deploy them on election day and during the, uh, during the early, early voting period. So I think there's some lessons learned there, and I think people can be pretty confident in what goes on because eyeballs are on everything right now. It's not like it was before. No, I completely, I completely agree with that, and I mean, and that's what I'm working on a column that's going to be kind of an overview of where we left things off in 2020 and where we're coming up to now in 2022. And my working title on that is "Note to Election Overseers: Voters Are Skeptical, Watchful of Cheating." Mm-hmm. because they are. Let me ask you this. I don't know, Jeff, Mac, which no. of you, I mean, it sounds like there have been some good measures that are now being implemented. Is this something that you all have come up with kind of here locally, or is this something that is, um, you know, being taken from a bit of a blueprint that you're getting from the state, from national? Where Where is this coming from? And I guess, you know, part of my question with that, too, is that do we have any sense of if these same efforts are being replicated and, you know, we're one of 254 counties. Great if we can get our stuff together, but we still got 253 others. How are they doing? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of a little bit of both, right? Like when you're talking about the training we're doing and really the focus we're doing on chain of custody and stuff like that, that, that is, it is a local effort. But with SB1 that was passed last session, there are, there are a lot of things that a lot of really smart people are doing across the state to make this better. And one of the big ones is these audits that, you know, are actually not in the news a whole lot. The ones uh, that were the Secretary of State was doing for the four right, or so the, different areas. Was it four or eight? It's, it's four right okay. now. And then... Starting in, I think it's 2026, I know that seems like a long time from now, but every election, two 
two smaller counties and two larger counties will be audited at the end. Now, in conjunction with that, something that's happening right now and something we're pushing is already on the books before SB1 was an audit measure that just no one ever followed. And that's three polling sites or I think it's 10%, whichever is is higher, uh, mm-hmm. get audited in each county after the elections. And so we're really pushing that. And we're also pushing this uh, ballot image thing that was already on the books before SB1. So there, there's a lot of good laws that are out there that just no one was paying attention to that on the state level and, and you know, the national level that I, I know a little less about. But on the state level, they're really pushing. So the state is doing a lot and uh, we're also doing a lot here in Bell County. Mac, why don't you talk a little bit about what we're doing this week with the, the logic and accuracy testing? Yeah, so logic and accuracy testing. This is this is a big one. And this is one that two years ago in Bell County, we, we didn't pay a whole lot of attention to. We, we kind of just fed 10 ballots through the machines and are like, okay, this is good. We're, we're up to now something like 370. It, there's, there's an exact number in there because of all the permutations of the, the different kinds of ways you can vote on a ballot. But basically what we're doing is we're testing this software. So we're testing the software on the DS200, which is the software that counts the ballots, and we're making sure it counts it exactly. And we're, we're going through a whole lot of different scenarios about how these ballots could be miscounted, how they could be not counted, how they could be overcounted. Artificially inserted, perhaps? Oh, right, right. Absolutely. And so we're, we're going through a lot of these problems to make sure the software handles it correctly. And so what's what's really cool about that, so one, we do it with the DS200, and then we do it with the uh, DS850s is what they're called, which is what co- counts the absentee ballots, the ballot by okay. mails. And, and so we go in there and there's, you know, the Republicans, there's the Democrats, and then there's the clerks. And so once we do this, and actually our county is a little ahead of the game, so we already have our live stream uh, cameras on right mm-hmm. now, and we have for, for a couple weeks now. Yeah. But once we do this, there are literally eyes on these machines all the way through election day. And is this live stream available for the public to view? Yes, absolutely. I, I know several people who just like, when they're at work, they'll have it up on one of their screens and they'll just watch it. It's it's literally, you just go to the Bell County Elections website and you can look at these live streams and you can make sure election fraud isn't happening, which is uh, one of the coolest things I've, I've ever seen. But, uh, but yeah, it adds transparency to the process. I think I hear you saying that the Republican Party, at least in this county in which we're sitting right now and probably statewide, is not in favor of election fraud? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. And that, that's the big thing. We... I mean, we've in this county, right? Like we, we always talk about like national fraud and stuff. There, there have been questions. So I'm not going to name any names, but right, like we, we had recently had a lawsuit that was alleging voter fraud in this county. It failed because there wasn't. But then in 2019, there was a voter fraud case that just got prosecuted, and the the guy was declared guilty. And he was sentenced. And this was back when voter fraud was a felony. So he was sentenced to a felony, which is huge. Uh, So 
Yes, I I think Bell County elections are the most secure elections in Texas. Uh, this going into this cycle, but and, we've but that's because we've had problems in the past and we've fixed them. And like when you were talking about the machine that counts the absentee votes, is that something? I mean. It's so interesting, just kind of to backtrack a little bit. Over the last couple of years, I know with the attention that I've paid to this, that logic and accuracy test, when you start talking about that, oh, that's very familiar. And from some of the numbers that I'll go into here in a minute, it seems like a lot of Americans have become familiar with a lot of these terms. But when you're talking about this machine that that, that counts the absentee votes, is that the machine where you also have the capability of adjusting the stringency probably isn't the best word, but the the stringency or the veracity the of the the sensitivity to the to the signature verification. I remember remember in Arizona how they talked about how some of those machines out there were just virtually turned off in terms of scanning any any signature verification or scrutinizing, I guess would be the better term, any signature verification. Is that one of the, the components that's being looked at in doing this? Because, I mean, the yeah. whole signature verification is such a huge issue with the mail-in votes and yeah. such an opportunity for fraud. So, so signature verification, we, we do with humans because that's frankly the only way you can do signature verification. And we, we have a team, uh, they're, they're called a, a ballot board, right. uh, and they, they will go through to match signatures to make sure they are the correct signature. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's not some machine, you know, trying to make a decision by code. And, you know, you're talking about the cameras. The ballot board has cameras. You can sit there and watch what's going on with the ballot board, and you can watch what's going on at central count after the election. All the clerks in there, they're opening things up and counting ballots. You can watch that live. So on November 8th? It, they've been doing it for a few years. It's not new. Uh, the last election we've had this year, uh, I watched these things. We've even got cameras on where the ballots are stored. So my question is, on November 8th, say around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight, we're going to know who won the elections? In Bell County? Definitely. Uh, At least our numbers will be out. I can't talk about the rest of the state, but I think we're looking pretty good. Matt, what about the rest of the state? Are they up with where this county is? Okay, so it depends on where you're talking in the rest of the state. Like, like we said, we have 254 counties, and Texas really loves its decentralization, which in a lot of ways is good, but in some ways you kind of got problems. But in, in places like Harris County, right, that's, that's kind of been the, the hotbed of places we've seen that. that oh, Cer- yeah. Certainly for Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, with the mail-in voting stuff that and, went on And there. the boxes. Right, right, absolutely. And so in, in places like those, sometimes we're going to choose veracity over expediency. And, and that's okay as long as that's what the trade-off actually is. So so back in the March 1st election, right, which is one where I really wanted the expediency to be a fast thing because I had a, I had a you know, kind of interest in that. But, uh, but one thing we did, we kind of slowed down because the ballot board said, hey, we are not confident in the answer we have, so we are not going to put out numbers until we are confident in the answer that we have. So... 
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. If, if results don't come out till 3 in the morning, sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Sometimes it means, hey, wait a second, we're going to go through these absentee ballots again to double check and to make sure everything's Air on right. the side of caution. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is very important. Again, I've been putting together this article and I go through and I hear these headlines, you know, come out in dribs and drabs mm. and everything. But when you start sitting here putting together all of this in one document it just becomes kind of overwhelming and rasmussen who you know pollsters take them for you know what they are grain of salt all that type thing but rasmussen i mean they kind of generally are kind of in there in the ballpark pretty well and they have found that 90 percent of likely u.s voters think it's important to prevent cheating in elections with 83 percent saying that it's very important who are the 10 percent that don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well um let's see the the head of dnc you want actual names i'll throw one yeah. out i'll throw out the name of stacy abrams yeah. for example yeah <laughs> yeah katie hobbs <laughs> yeah. katie yeah. hobbs yes. yeah yeah but Findings also include that 55%, mind you, this is likely U.S. voters, 55% think cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 elections, with 49% expecting widespread cheating. Remember, we've been told over and over again, widespread cheating, it doesn't happen. 49% expecting widespread cheating in the midterm elections. With that, you also, they've come up with some figures. And again, I'm going to have a couple of videos plugged into this article from Rasmussen talking about the the voting machines. The vote, people do not trust the voting machines. Well, but if the Democrats lose, the Russians did it with Macedonian <laughs> content farmers or something like that. I don't know, Matt, do the Republicans have a built-in excuse if we lose something? I mean, it, no one likes to lose, and let's be real, they're all politicians, right? Like, like everyone's going to have some excuse. Mm-hmm. But, but the real thing is, right, like, we, we, we talk about these people are, are worried about elections, and that's, that's real. One thing all, all the listeners should check out is this guy, Alan Vera. He is one of the most intelligent election fraud guys I know. He is in the weeds. He's a lawyer. He's actually out there prosecuting these things. Is he Texas-based? Uh, Texas-based, yes, absolutely. So Colleen Vera's husband. Yes, Activist yes, from yeah, yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah, yes, and Colleen has been County. a very, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very credible. I know, I know her, and she is a very credible person, so. Right, yes. right, absolutely. And... He, he will tell you, he will tell you, hey, look, like this, this allegation of voter fraud, this is absolutely correct. Well, 
can, can I take this just one step beyond voter fraud? I mean, there's yeah. there's the thing of, of having hacking machines or, or finding a box of ballots like Al Gore apparently did that time, and or, or uh, Al Franken, I should say, in the back of somebody's trunk that has all these ballots, and it happened to be just the amount that they needed to put Franken <laughs> over. I'm just wondering what everybody on the panel thinks about the media and how it affects it. For example... We knew that this Hunter Biden laptop was real, but big tech was approached Jeff Zuckerberg on another podcast done by a guy named Joe Rogan in Austin. Uh, Zuckerberg told Rogan that the FBI approached him and said, could you uh, could you go uh, easy on some of this Hunter Biden stuff? Because we think it might be Russian disinformation. And if this whole Hunter Biden story had been really covered by the media, we could have seen a lot of different results. So what do you guys make of the media and how much they seem to lean one way or the other as far as affecting these elections? Yeah, so the media is... All that, like this. This sounds like a terrible thing, but the media is always going to lean liberal, and this is why, because the media, they they get their their badges of of like courage or whatever by cozying up to politicians, and politicians, whether they're on the right or the left, right, they're the government. And so the, these media rely on the government for their stories. They rely on the government for, I mean, they're they're basically the fifth branch of government, right? And and we we have said this a lot, and we have said this very much. But the way we we will always have to organize more, organize better, in order to overcome these media biases because they're they are here they were here in 2020 and they're gonna be here in 2024 so we have to be ready for this and and we have to find our own own means of getting communication out which actually for the republican party we've used uh slack right instead of relying on facebook or twitter or whatever and we we really need to be able to organize that much better than the democrats because we will always be on an unequal footing when it comes to media yeah we're always on a, on a back foot there because the media uh sets sets the battlefield they set the conditions on the battlefield for every election uh the information that goes out whether it's omitted information or you know you can call it false information whatever you know they're good at that uh i look i've been looking at something here the past couple of days i've been looking at some articles and i think they're setting the battlefield already for their losses okay there's stories out there about here's one from politico far left politico admits election machines are vulnerable to hacks uh yeah okay which which, which accrues to their favor should they lose in exactly. this election yes. but wouldn't have accrued to their favor early absolutely absolutely but that too was a movie that they did kill chain back on hbo in what 2018 2019 and it has all the clips of kamala harris and elizabeth warren and all those people decrying that voting machines were unreliable and they could be hacked. So, you, you, I mean, they, but they've even been down this road before. But you can read any news story about Donald Trump and it won't say the election that Donald Trump claims was stolen. It will say the election that Donald Trump uh, inaccurately says was stolen or that Donald Trump lies about. They, they just take these things where in the past... 
the reporter, the story would have stayed neutral and would have attributed the stolen election to something Donald Trump said. But now they say Donald Trump falsely said. They put the word falsely in. I don't know how uh, we get around that, but we do have a new CNN on the way. You're absolutely right. You know, <laughs> words matter. They really, really do. And the media uses and manipulates those words. Control, control the language, control the people. And a lot of people don't understand that. All right. Well, so what about this abortion situation where we had the Hobbs decision? Or was is that right? That's Dobbs. not Dobbs, Dobbs. decision. Dobbs, yeah. I, I, okay, <laughs> I, I, I had I had the the ad, the the vowel right. Uh, the Hobbs decision. This is what Dobbs Dobbs, Dobbs decision. Yeah. Not Calvin and Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, no, no cats involved. In this this is what Beto O'Rourke is expecting to help him win along with the Democrat slogan, which I think is right up there with It's Morning in America, which was Ronald Reagan, and Make America Great Again, which was Donald Trump. The Democrat slogan in Texas is, fix the damn grid. Well, the damn grid hasn't needed fixing for a little while. So what issue, if Beto O'Rourke is going to win this or even make a showing is it going to be held? Yes, I'm coming for your AR-15s and your and, and and your guns. Is it going to be fix the grid, which I don't think most people are thinking about? Is it going to be uh, Dobbs' decision? Is this does this guy have a chance? Or can we get overconfident and think he doesn't? You never get overconfident, and I think the the one thing that's gonna one thing that will they're trying to work with is the Dobbs decision. You know, they don't, they don't believe in federalism. Everything has to be run at the federal level. They don't believe in the states uh, having any type of uh, uh, rights or, uh, or their own muscles. But I think that's the only thing they've got going. Because if you look at what's going across uh, polling right now and what's happening in the country, you know, what the, what they say before, it's the economy, stupid. It's the economy. It's inflation. It's crime. And those could all be tied right back to the Democratic Party. So they've only got one thing to push. And all the polls I've seen, the abortion issue is way low. It's not down Maybe there. Maybe 10 or below. Exactly, exactly. What do you, yeah. what do you see, uh, Mac? What is the number one issue in Texas and locally and, and in the country? So the number one issue in Texas is the number one issue literally across the globe right now, and that's inflation. And it's, it's going to be the number one issue until we until we get out of this horrible cycle that we're in. Um, this morning, actually, it just came out that, you know, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia just said, hey, uh, Biden asked us to delay the, you know, oil cut for next month. Quit pro How is that different from Donald Trump and his perfect phone call with Zelensky. How is that different? It's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. Uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely terrible. But but also like getting getting back to getting complacent, right? So there there are two universes that we could live in in November. There's a or more than two, but I'm I'm optimistic, right? So two universes that we could live in. We could live in a universe where Greg Abbott, you know, skates by and wins by three percentage points, just like Ted Cruz did when he was running against Beto. And we could, you know, breathe a sigh of relief and wipe the sweat from our brow and really just say, okay, we live to fight another day, we're good. Or we could live in the universe where Abbott wins by 10% then what does that do? One, that gives us a mandate, right? Like we would, I guarantee you in the universe where he wins by 10%, he passes school choice. I guarantee that. 
And then also the next primary, when we're looking to elect a new governor, people won't say, hey, you know, I really like that Don Huffines, but I'm going to vote Greg Abbott because I'm scared of Beto. If Greg Abbott can beat Beto by 10 points, like a very conservative candidate can win in Texas. And that's that's the fight we're fighting right now. This general election is the first battle in the next primary. I do think that for Beto, his numbers, his internals cannot be good. And I think that why he will keep going back on the abortion issue is because the younger voters, and I mean, I don't even know where I'm saying younger, you know, everything from college age up to, you know, maybe 40 years or so of age, that he's hoping that maybe abortion will be something that they will latch on to and because i think that i think it's a hail mary pass even though they're never gonna you know couch it that way but i think that's kind of where it is i do too i want to ask jeff a question because i just found out that he's a bronco he went to (laughs) boise uh, state he went to he didn't not lake belton high school (laughs) he went to uh boise state i saw something Yesterday, and I may even pull this clip for radio use, somebody on Instagram had a clip of uh, somebody sent a reporter out to UT, the University of Texas at Austin, which is my alma mater, and just walked up and down the, the corridors there uh, on, the, on the campus, stop a student and say, hey, you're going to vote for the governor's race? Yes. Who are you going to vote for? Beto. Well, what particular point that Beto has made, what program puts you over the hump for voting for Beto? Uh, crickets. Repeat, 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 repeat. Couldn't find any any student that would vote for Abbott, but not one student had any clue what Beto was about, his platform, or anything. How do we reach college students who have been brainwashed by their professors? We start off at home. Everything happens at home. If those kids go into college and they've got a good, solid foundation from home on their values, it's going to be awful hard to change them. You know, we, I, you know, you talk about Boise State and the college and stuff. Unfortunately, uh, Idaho, a lot like Texas, there's a lot of these foreigners moving in from California. And uh, Boise, uh, the mayor of Boise, is a hardcore left Democrat. So a lot of that area down there is turned blue. And it's a lot like Texas, where the cities are are more blue, but the rural areas. I saw something yesterday that scared me, that there's seven counties in the state of Texas that has half the population of the entire state of Texas. And that's what they're targeting, you know. Uh, As far as the the college students, you know, I I don't know if there is a solution. I've I've got a long solution. It would take too long to discuss here. It's about cutting, getting rid of electives in school, getting rid of tenured professors and everything else, because that's where all that garbage comes from. Maybe another way to appoint uh, trustees for our big universities, because the governor has the power to appoint trustees that would do something about this. Maybe this trend of everybody needing to go to college which Absolutely. is already showing itself in reversing, it will continue on well, a downward side so that you get these young people out having to work. And when you're out having to work, rather than being mm-hmm. sitting in a college class, either having your parents pay for your education or else you're putting it on a tab on a loan that you're hoping that the government's going to well, use would, tax dollars to pay off on you, when you're out in the real world, reality, you know, what, I'm you know, we know for- reality 
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. I would like for Joe Biden to forgive what he did to my IRA and just restore the money I actually earned that, that he has screwed around with. But question, what else can Biden do? He's talked about forgiving of student loans. That's to get votes. Now he's talking about uh, what was the new thing that he was going to do? Uh, forgive, well, the, the uh, pardon, felons, pardon, the pardon felons, the marijuana. The federal, federal. Because if there's one thing America does need, it's more high people driving cars and being on the freeways. What else can Biden do between now and November 8 to stimulate the, the, the young vote? I don't think there's much more he can give away, but that, that his whole thing about forgiving the uh, the federal possession, it affected absolutely nobody. Nobody. Absolutely Correct. nobody. But it came off with ruffles and flourishes, and the media made a big deal out of it, and all the young ones out there go, oh, this is all great. Because most of those are state charges. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there was not a single person was affected by what he did, and nobody knows that. You know, that word doesn't get out there in the in the so-called media. It really doesn't. And that's just, you know, it's typical politics on the Democrats. They'll lie to you all day long. Well, that's right. What, what do you guys think about uh, some of the, the key races that could win or lose the Senate? How do you, Luann, for example, are you watching Me- Mehmet Oz and uh, John Fetter? Fetter woman, John Fetterman. <laughs> the cyborg, the cyborg, the first cyborg. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, the war room now has a guy named um, Joe Allen who does transhumanism, who is following the, the following that race as a transhumanist correspondent <laughs> oh, to see, you know, to talk about the implications. Because let's face it, if this guy can't sit down at a table like this and have a conversation where any of us are going back and forth and he cannot understand what's being said to him, without the aid of a computer, how is he going to function on the floor of the Senate? In the same way that Joe Biden functions as President of the, the United, United States. States. Poorly. Great. So Sign me what up. does everybody think? Oz? Well, I mean, he's, so, he's closing. Do we have time? Yeah, because we need to win that race. So so we, we, have, we have time. And we the thing is, we don't, right now, we think we know a whole lot but come November 9th, we're going to be like, oh, how are we that wrong about that? Okay. Well, but let me then ask no, you no, about... No, 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 no. Before, before we leave that point, yeah. 
I also think it comes back to what we got together with to talk about in the beginning, free, Mm -hmm. fair elections or farcical elections, because just this week, the Supreme Court, SCOTUS, said that, oh, no, you can't come in here and accept and count absentee voting votes in Pennsylvania that are undated or have issues with them. And the acting secretary of state, the acting secretary of state in Pennsylvania, because the one from 2020, she got out of Dodge because she knew she was in hot water for the nonsense that she pulled, the illegalities that she pulled. But the current acting Secretary of State has gone into the counties and said, "Oh no, disregard SCOTUS. You count them. You count them as you see them." Well, here's and so here we are back to Oz. Can he pull out a free and fair election? I think he's got a good shot at it. But is that what we're going to have in Pennsylvania? Well, but, but, I don't know. But to answer your specific point there, about three days ago, it may have been as many as four, Joe Biden's at a fundraiser or somewhere, and he told the crowd that the Supreme Court is essentially an advocacy group for, the, for Republicans. I remember that. And so that gives a signal to people like that attorney general to disregard Supreme Court. And when we disregard the Supreme Court, whether we like it or not, uh, we're, we're devolving into a, a banana republic at that point. Absolutely. Yeah, and so, but, but one really critical thing about here, right? Like the, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State can and ignore the Supreme Court all they want, but come November 9th, when they, because it will be November 9th when they file to, to challenge this, if she starts counting those, the Supreme Court has just made a decision on this and it's precedent. The Supreme Court will not turn around and overrule precedent from, you know, three months before. It just won't happen. So, so th- this is a, th- this is huge. This is a huge win for us and it's, it's gonna be huge. But uh, it, what I was kind of saying sooner, like, you know, we're, we're sitting in this place and we would all love it if we had perfect Senate candidates in every race and we like the candidates had no scandals and any of that. But frankly, we don't. Right. And it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, next primary, we'll try harder to get higher quality candidates and all that stuff. But I truly think we have a chance of winning the Senate. Well, let's talk about Georgia for just a moment, because CNN has taken it upon itself to destroy Herschel Walker. Fortunately, CNN has very low ratings and not very many people see that. But my point is, I'm not trying to say that I believe Herschel or his weird son or all these things they're saying about Herschel paying his girlfriend to have an abortion or whatever it is. But what I'm saying is if the, if we're, if the, the people of Georgia are going to elect a senator based on on that person's uh, values and that person's uh, past history of abuse or whatever, and they're putting Raphael Warnock ahead of anybody on this planet, uh, they've got to be crazy. But I have yet to hear CNN compare the past histories of those two candidates. I question that you're not going to see a lack of turnout on that race, that, that, that there could be voters that just decide they're going to sit that one out. And I don't know if that bodes well for us or, or badly yeah. for us. You know, maybe well in that people are going to be there voting for um, Kemp, you know, to my chagrin, but nonetheless, <laughs> yes, this is one of these times where you got you got to go out and do it, and he needs to be in there, you know. And I mean, and he, he 
I think the man is a sleaze, but he has done a few good things. And he certainly is head and shoulders more than what we need than Stacey Abrams. And so, you know, with having a somewhat enthusiastic or at least pragmatic vote for him coming in, that may bring Herschel over over the, the finish line. But I wonder that the Democrats may just because, I mean, I don't think they were ever that big on Warnock to begin with. Yeah. And and let's let's also remember, right, there's a quirk of Georgia elections, which we all remember in 2020 is the runoff because there is a third candidate in this race. There's a libertarian that could take, you know, like 0.1 percent of the vote or whatever and could could throw it to a runoff. And then we have a whole nother month of of campaigns to do. To well, and Alaska is even weirder than that. And right. Murkowski's not looking good right no, now. No, not at all. And, and I'll say this, too. We've got to keep our eye on Arizona because you, you mentioned the opponent a minute ago, but Carrie Lake is starting to close a little bit. And she's come up with this idea. And if you go back to the Constitution, you can find it. It talks about invasion, when a state can take precedence over the feds with regard to immigration. She says she will invoke that. And I think that's absolutely absolutely amazing. So I'm, I'm hoping for her and I'm hoping for, uh, uh, what's his name, Mark Kelly, oh. the no, astronaut. No, you want Blake. You want Blake Masters. To finish the yes. sentence, I hope, he go, I hope he goes down, not in the <laughs> space shuttle, but uh, in politics, yeah, because he's just a rubber stamp for Biden. I just yeah. had that conversation with my sister. I just had that conversation with my sister who happens to live in Arizona. And she is looking she says no i just can't i can't vote for blake masters and i said why and she gave me her reasons i said okay this is important you have to look at the big strategic picture okay she had just told me that their 401k had lost three hundred thousand dollars in the past year and a half since biden's been in i says you've got to vote with your wallet don't vote policy not personality if you don't like the guy i says that getting control of the senate is important to stop and slow down what's going on and build your 401k back up. And she said she'd think about it, and I hope I got through to I her. I do, too. One thing I want to mention, and anybody that wants to react to it, no pandemic, no Biden. Mm-hmm. No Biden, no war in Ukraine. No Biden, no inflation. No Biden, no open border. The pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to the Democrat Party, and they eat every little bit that they could get out of it. I just wanted to go back on this point about Carrie Lake and the invasion thing. That's a a premise that's been put forward by, I think it's the America First Foundation, which is being run by a guy named Russ Vogt. Russ was the head of the OMB for Trump. He and Ken Cuccinelli have been out going around the country. I don't know if you were down. They were just down at TPPF, I think, a few weeks ago talking about this. And, I mean, it's there within the Constitution. A lawyer named Mike Davis has talked a lot about it, too. It's there to do it. Abbott, if you would notice, and you're seeing that a lot of counties in Texas, I think we're up to about 30, have called on Abbott to declare that there's an invasion. This is the same thing that they're talking about, and I'm, I wish that Abbott would have done it before, but well, I hope that on November 9th, if something's going to happen on November 9th, better late than never. Right. Better late than never. We know Beto's not going to do it. So, yeah, Abbott's <laughs> well, got I'll my vote. Well, I'll ask Ken Cuccinelli on Monday because I will be talking okay. to him okay. live yes. on the radio. Yes. And had a, a nice in-person interview on air and meeting with him in Washington. Uh, it's been now, I guess, three weeks ago. 
I'm very impressed with Ken Cuccinelli. No, no, he. I've heard him speak on this issue a number of times, and it has been good. We're going to be wrapping up here, but I've got a couple of other little quick local things that mm-hmm. I did want to want to talk we about. Need to talk about those local races. Yes. Okay, okay, we can do that too. Just with regard to voting, cast vote records. That's something that you know for people who have been following this a lot. That's been something that. What did we have a date of September third or whatever that for for each presidential race, the records are to be maintained for what is it twenty two months and after twenty two months then they can be discarded. And in the case of the twenty twenty election, September third I believe was that date, and so the cast vote records which are comprehensive records that show a lot of different information including the time and the date stamp of when the votes were cast all those type things texas has not released a lot of that information i think it was that ken paxton issued an opinion saying that the county should provide it but that there's different formats with the heart and esns machines and the i know that i actually filed a PIA with our local county and he came back and said oh well we're waiting on guidance from the secretary of state's office and you know the 10 days is long long (laughs) come and gone and you know I kind of feel like I've got a better chance of getting a check from the publisher's clearinghouse than I ever have getting any useful information there sorry that's Mm, (laughs) you know I I said I've got some Debbie Downer here on me today yeah um any any (laughs) thoughts on any of that and I mean you know and especially too I, I there's a concern that even if you do get some data it's not even going to be really the relevant stuff do you know anything of what so, we can yeah, expect yeah so esns is and i i can't speak to heart right uh, I, I can't speak to esns esns is actively working on getting their software where they can easily release this stuff now honestly our priority right now is to get it for this election because we Love it or hate it, there is no mechanism in the Constitution to go back on the 2020 election. True. Right now. There's just not. I And academically, I would love to see it, and I would love to know, and all of that stuff. But, but our focus right now is getting it for this midterm and also having it for the upcoming elections as well. Now, that being said, they are still saying that they will have the ballot images for the 2020 election. Okay. They are still saying that, and it's... Didn't Andy just put a request in and get some of those? I... Uh, yeah, he got he got some of them. I'm not I'm not entirely sure which, but but they're they're trickling out and they're they're coming out. So I w- I would expect before the election for for some of those to come out. Now we won't have them analyzed by then. Right, but but, but even to your point, and I and yeah. I and I, I like the use of that term, terming it an academic exercise because yes, yeah. that that realistically is what it is. However. Uh-huh. Do we not want to take a look at probably the most corrupt election? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that has ever absolutely. occurred as the landmark case to study to try and see how, you know, Peter Navarro back just weeks after the election put out his, you know, a series of three reports mm-hmm. um, on the election fraud. But he talked about that it was massive fraud plaguing, you know, the election and it was widespread. The National Pulse. Uh, characterized it as a theft by a thousand cuts because Navarro went through and he basically found six different dimensions, six different ways in which 
mm. cheating occurred. And, you know, that was the thing. It was theft by a thousand but, cuts. And then you but, add the, the social media and the Zuckerbucks into it and all that stuff. I mean, you probably could get up more than six. But I thought Liz Cheney was looking into that and the J6 committee. Isn't that what they're looking into? Well, maybe Liz can start in January, about the 21st or so of January, when I think she has a little more free time than she does right now. Well, you know, I think that uh, election integrity is important because of something that the Declaration of Independence says right at the beginning. It says, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And you can go from there. Those people on January 6th felt like it had become necessary. And I'm talking about the ones that weren't infiltrators from the FBI, which I still believe happened. Absolutely. But uh, it, it, I, I don't know. I still have trouble. Call, I call it a capital riot. I wish it hadn't happened. But I, but I can see... I can see how that could happen. It could happen on a much larger scale if the people don't believe our elections are reliable. And that's one more thing that I have, one more question that I have just about our our local situation is the election rolls themselves. Are we on that ERIC system? What is the ERIC system? The electric, um, electronic? Okay, so I'll I'll talk about ERIC. Okay. Obviously, people that listen to this podcast know the complications with Eric and the downsides, and so I'm not going to go into that. But what I am going to go into is the upsides, which we're looking for a, a way to replace this. Like, uh, talking talking to all the, the big guys at the election integrity, we're looking for a company who can do this for us that is not Eric for obvious reasons, but right now... And for anybody that doesn't know, it's because it didn't run by Democratic operatives, basically. Right, right, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's yeah. not... <laughs> but, uh, but, but basically, the problem, right? The problem is we have no mechanism in this country to make sure that you are not registered in multiple states. That sounds like an insane statement to make in the 21st century, but it is absolutely 100% true. So Eric is this kind of this company that was started to try to fix this, at least allegedly. But anyway, so we... we, In theory, theory it's on on a good track. Absolutely. And so it's both making sure people aren't registered in other states, but it's also making sure that if someone has a death death certificate in another state, we get access to that. Now, I mean, I'm I'm young and probably a little naive, but I thought maybe we should have done this like 20 years ago uh, and figured out a solution to this, but it's okay. Uh, 
but yeah, we, we need a solution to this. And Eric is the stopgap. So right now, having Eric is better than having nothing. And Eric only covers, what, 31, 32 36, states? 36, I think. And, yeah. and the individual states have to sign up for it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so it's, I mean, that's federalism. Is California one of them? I don't think so. I wouldn't. <laughs> and, so, and so, I mean, and, and the importance of Eric uh -huh. is, goes back to the voting rolls and the fact that having dirty voting rolls, having bloated voting rolls are such a problem and such an avenue to voter fraud. Yeah, and, and what what we worked on is we, so in Texas, SB1 fixed a lot of the, the flow of data from county coroners to our election system. But what it didn't do is it didn't go back and fix old deaths. And so that's what we've been working on. And we, we've been, you know, going from the oldest to, you know, down the list. And who's here. doing that? Uh, so that's our voter rolls committee. Uh, I don't know if you would want me to say his name on, yeah. on air. But anyway, okay, okay. really cool data head guy. I mean, is that... Is that data head, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. is that something Is that is that something that is... Is this person a volunteer? Is it somebody yeah, he, who... Okay. he's a volunteer. Okay, because that's what working. I was going to say. Yeah. Is, there, is there something that there can be... I mean, I know that a lot of that is just intense reviewing of data Absolutely. and it's not that difficult it's just time consuming in review i mean is mm -hmm. that something that a committee could be put together or i mean i guess one does is yeah. this just a yeah, committee we, of one or i mean it, could more a, people if they expressed yeah. interest could they be there to help yeah. help with this effort because absolutely i think it's a committee of four or five right now and uh yeah they they literally just they research this they use you know open source information mm -hmm. like findmygrave.com well i mean i know and, people that when true the vote got started back yeah. 15 years ago i know people both in the the harris county area and the dallas county yeah. area that were yeah. individuals working with true the vote that were doing that you know yep. they were going through and they found a, a jack-in-the-box down at oak cliff that had 32 people registered to vote at that address exactly you know and, i mean i love a good bonus check but come on <laughs> Yeah, and shout out, shout out to our new elections administrator, Desi Roberts. Uh, he's he's one. They they are doing this as well, mm -hmm. so it's not just us. And they are also completely open to accepting our, you know, maybe a little bit less than professional packets of, hey, this is the research we we've done. We've right. done the work for you. Will you take this off? So they they have been a huge help. And the elections administration now is a lot different than it looked like two years ago. Well, because ago. have we seen a big uptick of voter registrations here in the last 30, 45 days? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and part so, of that is us. So. Okay. <laughs> a lot of that is us. Yeah. But at the same time, when you have that big uptick, right. that again is another time when you want to start watching right, right. those registrations to make sure that they are bona fide registrations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And and yeah, a lot of that is happening. But but I will tell you, like a lot a big chunk of those new registrations are us going okay. out and registering Good. people. Yeah. So it's yeah, the we numbers have a, we have a voter we have a voter registration committee. With okay. equipment, yeah. tables, chairs, everybody comes in, signs them out and heads out. We've been hitting churches meaning hitting the same churches over and over again, other churches out there, events. So 
We haven't been in the papers like the Democrats have with their Votapaloozas and everything else, which I haven't seen a whole lot of turnout for. But we've been we've been out there and we've been hitting the conservative vote and making sure people are registered uh, and having short conversations about voting your values. Slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. Yes. So, okay. Well, um, let's go through early voting starts. On the 24th. Yep. Uh, yeah, it starts on October 24th and goes all the way through the uh, the 4th, 4th. of November. Uh, it's available on weekends also during the the first week during the weekdays. It's was it 7 p.m. until so the that first week is 8 a.m. to yeah. 5 p.m. Yeah. Uh, that Saturday is 7 to 7. Then the Sunday, Sunday is 12, is 12 to 6. To, yeah, 12 to 6. And then that next week is all 7 to 7. Then you take the weekend and the Monday off, and then it's election day. And it's time to get out there and, and get busy. Um, you know, I want to I want to talk a little bit about to, to the listeners here, especially the folks here in Bell County. Is nationally, there's been a psyops campaign. That's what I call it. Your vote doesn't count. Your vote doesn't count. Your election's stolen. Okay, yeah, your vote doesn't count if you don't vote. And there's a lot big push for people to say my vote doesn't count, so I'm not I'm going to stay home and not do it. Okay, well, that's how you elect liberal progressive Democrats and put them into office by staying home and believing the PSYOP campaign that your vote does not count. Get out there and vote. Knock on your neighbor's door. Think about it. If every if everybody that's voted recently in the past few elections took one person, one more person to the poll that hadn't voted, we would double the turnout. The, the massive amount of numbers of Republicans that are um, registered to vote here in Bell County exceed the Democrats far exceed the Democrats. We're like 71,000 are registered. There's 54,000 registered Democrats, I believe it is, and there's 99,000 others. So the big the big game is to pick some of those others up. But even with that, if we get the Republicans out to vote, that's the most important thing. Well, it seems there. like to me, Jeff uh, and Mac and Luann, that we are, it's a cliche, but this is the most important election Absolutely. of our lifetime. Because if the Democrats can continue with the climate change agenda, the LGBT agenda, if they can continue with the gender-affirming care where we're mutilating children as young as five years old, if they continue with the open borders, if they continue with the massive government spending, and I worry about Republicans on that one too, but, but I worry about Democrats more. Uh, I, I think another four years after Joe Biden, if they were to win, win back full control of the country, I think it would it would be disastrous for the United States. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're headed in that direction right now. And that's why I'm saying we need to get everybody out to vote. And, you know, you hear all politics is local. OK, a republic works from the bottom up. It absolutely does. And it, you got to pay attention to the down ballot races when these when you go out and vote vote completely down that ballot for the JP races, for the county commissioner races. Those are important right now. And I want Mac to talk about who the candidates we have and what's going on right now, because we have some, uh, not a lot, but we got a, a couple of heavy hitters with some money behind it from the Democratic Party that are running for positions here in Bell County that affect everybody. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just quick as I can, because I know we're, we're mm. running low on time. Mm. But we have six competitive races in Bell County, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go from the most competitive to the least. So the the two big ones, right? The two ones that are in Democratic leaning districts in 
uh, in the west side of our county. Uh, we have Chris Bray as county commissioner. He's running against a very, he's running against the most liberal Democrat that's running in Bell County right now, frankly. Uh, he would be a travesty to the county commissioner's court, uh, a court that has actually brought us actual tax cuts and spending cuts. Like, figure the odds on that one. Uh, people, politicians actually cutting budgets. We need to help him win. The The second one is a guy named Steve Harris. Is He's running for JP4. Uh, our, our justice of the pieces, they are... They are the people that approve arrest warrants and search warrants. We need constitutional conservatives in these seats. We really do. And that his opponent is not one. Well, and his opponent uh, at the NAACP uh, forum on Monday we attended, she said she wanted to uh, put uh, a green space outside, a safe space, so that when people come to court, they feel comfortable. <laughs> which, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Can it be next to the pen where we put the service animals, <laughs> the comfort animals? There you go. And then uh, then we have our other county commissioner, Bobby Whitson, is running. And, I mean, if you're in Bobby's district, you probably know him because he's absolutely everywhere. Uh, he, is, he is one of the big reasons that we have had tax cuts in Bell County over the past three or four years. And then we have, you know, our two state reps. Uh, Brad Buckley and Hugh Shine, I guarantee you, and I will say this till I die, they are better than their Democrats, Democrat opponents. And then our our last our last number sixth one is uh, John Mishton, and he's for for county court. And uh, when it comes to misdemeanor courts, like like these these are very very important. They're not they're not the sexy federal crimes. They're not they're not the things that make the papers. They're not any of that. But we need constitutional conservatives on the court. You know, really St do. Steve Harris running for JP, he's yeah. a science teacher. You know, he's in the schools, he sees what's going on, he has a lot of contact with people in the area. But Steve himself is, there is no color to law other than black and white. What, are, law his, says what are his pronouns? His pronouns? Well, he actually uses adjectives. Oh. His, his adjectives are handsome and hilarious. You know, so. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah, he's, he's good people. All right, Lynn. Well, it is important. This is a this is a make make the country or break the country midterm, and then the big one comes up in 2024, and we've got to get our our people in office. And by our people, I mean people that love this country, people that want to preserve our constitution, people that want to make America great again. And that that's not saying Donald Trump fans. That's saying people who believe in our republic, as the Democrats are out uh, babbling <clears throat> off about our democracy which they have never supported in the past. So we have got to get our people out. If we do, we'll win. And this country has a chance to, to move forward in, in a, a conservative, progressive way. Mac? Yeah, absolutely. Get out to vote and get out to vote early. That, that's, that's me saying from a Republican strategist point, it, it makes our job a lot easier if you get out to vote early. And I don't have time to explain it right now, but there is less chance that voter fraud will occur if we have more people voting early. I promise you that. In person? In, in person, yes. Vote early, in person. As, oh, 
Yes, as early as you can. I promise you I will be the first one voting at the tank in Belton. Uh, please meet me there. And if you happen to have gotten a mail-in ballot for whatever reason, you want to bring that ballot with you to vote and let them, the yes. election workers, destroy it or handle it, whatever. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's correct. Yeah, just bring it in. Uh, say, I've got my ballot right here. Uh, I want to go ahead and vote in person. The election judge will take it, and that will be a spoiled ballot, and you can go ahead and vote in person at that at, at the same time. But the bottom line is, we've all said it, preserve our republic, get out and vote. Get off your butts, get out and vote, keep Texas red, keep Bell County red, and maintain our republic. All right, we've got some... It's interesting times ahead of us. It's going to take a lot of courage on all our parts. Courage is contagious. So hopefully we can spread it around. Meanwhile, thank you to all of you. Thank you to our listeners. This is Luann Anderson, Political Pursuits. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. New on Curiosity Stream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections with monthly annual and bundled plans. Find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com.